the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well... I think anyone who's listened to this show even just a little bit uh, knows how much I love this city. And it's a it's a bad day for the city. It's a bad day for Brooklyn. It's a bad day for America. Um, it's a bad day for humanity. So 36th Street and 4th Avenue is a train station that um, my dad, who lives in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, has probably been on 10,000 times. I did a little rough math. I'd like That's like a... a approximately like a real number um, because when you're in Bay Ridge, you take the R train to 36th for many years. And sometimes you could transfer 59th to the end, but often you go to 36th and transfer it to the B and the D and it would take you right to Midtown. Um, and typically it's a, it's a pretty great commute to be honest with you. Here's what making this a little personal yesterday, Monday, I'm sitting in, um, in traffic, driving into Manhattan, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I usually drive in and I make phone calls, um, but I kind of like ran out of phone calls to make, and I have so much reading to do for for a trial I'm about to start and um, a, a, all these emails that you get. So I was like, yesterday, yesterday, I said, you know, I'm going to Washington, but, you know, next week, maybe I'm going to just walk up and take the R train. Because it literally leaves us on the corner. It leaves you closer to my law office than, not the R train, but the, the D or the B. Leaves you closer to my law office than the parking garage does. And I said, I can read all of this, this uh, discovery that I have to read for this murder trial that's coming up. And I said, you know, I'm going to do that next week. And then this morning, to hear that on that very station where you know I, I travel by all everyone around me it's like it's when you live in bay ridge you take the the r to 36 i mean 59th it used to be to, to get the n which ran express but now it seems to be more 36 it, it's not just me uh, and my crew like uh, matt sambolin joe sabelia all these these brooklyn these south brooklyn people this is this is like a big hub for us 36th street and you know, when you hear about these mass shootings elsewhere, um, yeah, obviously it breaks your heart and you, you get upset. But when it hits home, it's another level. It's just like with 9-11. I mean, friends of mine who are, lived in middle America, lived on the West Coast, yes, they were upset about 9-11 and it was upsetting to them. But, you know, basically two days later, they, you know, they were kind of back to their lives where we were crippled here for months. Um, it's, it's the same here. 
thinking about, I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many phone calls I got this morning and, and text messages and emails. Are you okay? Are you all right? Are you, is your family okay? Is your family all right? Um, school teachers I know who are in that area, they're checking on me as they're telling me the whole school's in lockdown. The kids are in a classroom with a door locked so nobody could come in and get them. Oh, man, this is, um, you know, look, Eric Adams came in and he came in with a mandate to reduce crime. The guy is not sleeping. He's out there as much as he can. He's trying to lead by example. And, you know, when we, we I read that little article from Cranes Magazine yesterday when they asked this pro about, you know, what a leader can do to get people back to the office in Midtown. And they said, show up. And be there and be around and be visible and be have a, a decision maker on premises to make decisions. Well, as the mayor, he's been showing up. You can't say he hasn't. He's been around. He's been omnipresent, I believe, in all five boroughs. Um, so he's trying. Uh, but obviously it's not working at this point. I mean, you can't say it's working because uh, things are, are not getting any better. Not right now. Um you know, this morning and yesterday, it was all about before this incident took place, it was all about these ghost guns and these ghost guns and these ghost guns. But I've heard Eric Adams say this, but I'm going to repeat it. It's it, guns don't kill people. People kill people. So, yes, if the guns are so readily available, it's problematic. But I don't think I don't see a world where those guns are going to be eliminated. The answers are not they're not so difficult. We have been in a period not very long ago, five years ago, four years ago, where crime was at an all-time low. It was at an all-time low. Like all times, they kept statistics low. So we know how to do it when we want to do it. And uh, we would be, as a lawyer, I would tell you, uh, and this is a little counterintuitive since I'm a criminal defense attorney, but I'm a citizen first. The prosecutors, you, you know, when you listened to the debates for Manhattan DA, it sounded like, with the exception of maybe Liz Crotty, who now is serving in the Adams administration, it sounded like they were running to be the head of legal aid. And the same was true a few years before that for the debates for uh, the Brooklyn DA. It was all about like how we weren't going to punish anyone. And that's not working. I mean, it's just not working. You... you it's not my opinion. It's just a fact. Um, the I sound like a broken record, but when crime was on its way down and, and heading down, it was when the mayor of the city of New York, Michael Bloomberg, had a breakfast at Gracie Mansion with the five district attorneys. Joe Hines, the Brooklyn DA, told me this himself, face-to-face, not on the phone, face-to-face. And I mean, I don't remember the details, but it, it was tied into the district attorney's budgets. I don't know if Bloomberg went the positive route and say, if you do this, I'll give you more money or the negative route. If you don't do this, I'll give you less money because he does control the district attorney's budgets. The mayor does. And the, the commitment that the five DAs had to make was that anyone who got caught with an illegal gun did two years in jail. That is not happening right now. I mean, quite frankly, I haven't had a gun case in, in a while, um, but I, I know from being around, from taking, speaking to my colleagues and speaking to the judges, you know, that that's not happening right now. I think it has to happen. Uh, and now let's not have a knee jerk reaction 
and that like a, a young kid who gets you know caught trying to open up a car door and, and steal something out of a car gets 25 to life and like oh now we're going to go the pendulum is going to swing all the way in the other direction we need to go back to the center to be reasonableness to common sense but yes if you get caught with an illegal gun you got to go to jail that's it you have to go to jail and for you know and real jail and now here's the other piece of the puzzle we can't we can't send people to Rikers Island where the, the I hate to say this, but where the inmates are running the facility. So where they're going to just learn better tactics to be better criminals. Now, the people in Rikers Island are innocent until proven guilty. So you don't want to treat them in an inhumane fashion. But we definitely need more correction officers, more people in there maintaining order so that Rikers Island isn't a cool place to go. It's not where you're going to get your street cred and say, oh, I went to Rikers Island for two years because I got caught with an illegal gun. And now when I come out, I'm going to move up the chain of command and the Crips or, or the Bloods or whatever gang you want to talk about. It needs to be you get caught with an illegal gun. You get prosecuted. You get convicted either by a jury trial or a plea. But that plea can't be less than two years. If you get convicted of a jury after a jury, again, it can't be less than two years. And then you go to a facility that's not a playhouse, that's not a, a not an exciting place to be, not a cool place to be, a place where maybe there's some form of rehabilitation. Maybe you take because these are mostly young men, young, sadly African American men, and put them in a position where maybe they'll learn something. Maybe there'll be some life lessons. Maybe there'll be some mentors. A lot of these kids don't have dads. I mean, you, you hate to admit the truth, but President Barack Obama was the first one to say it, that we need more fathers, more on-the-scene, responsible fathers. Everyone has to be responsible for their own deeds, including fatherhood. But, you know, what happened today, we don't know who did it. But this is a one isolated, hopefully, tragedy. But there's just too many shootings. There's a 16-year-old getting caught in a crossfire on a way in the middle of, outside of a school. That it's that's unacceptable. We gotta we have to just enforce the laws, but reasonably. Don't like that. We don't want to get crazy and, and like everyone who gets caught on anything goes to jail for life. But the gun thing has to end. And we know it's a winning formula. So let's just enforce it. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about subways and inflation and, and the lieutenant governor getting arrested. A lot going on. Now, if this morning proved anything to all of us, it's the obvious which is life is unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when things are going to happen and when things are going to take place. You have to be prepared. And you, you, you want to take your family into account first and foremost. Those poor people on the train with smoke bombs and bullets going off, you know, hopefully we'll hear from some of them about what was going on in their mind. But I know what I would be thinking of. I'd be thinking about my family, my immediate family, Marion and my children and, you know, how, how are they going to be taken care of? That's why you need to pick up the phone and make an appointment with Connors and Sullivan. Because you never know.
this morning prove to us you just never know. You should have a will. You should have a power of attorney. You should have a health care proxy. You should have a living will. The goal of Connors and Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and your interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. You could visit them for a no-obligation free consultation. I mean, that is such a tremendous offer. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Their number is 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, folks, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call Obviously, you could hear in my voice, and yeah, I'm really saddened. Um, uh, Matt Borzi describes me in the introduction as the quintessential New Yorker, and I am. I'm I'm, I'm a New York cheerleader, as uh, you know, as many folks are. You know, there are some radio personalities that are out there, and television personalities, and oh, New York sucks, and this and that, and that's not how I speak. Uh, you know, I I'm in the Frank Morano. Uh, area of being a New York cheerleader uh, and and doing the best we can in bolstering this city. And look, you know, we're rea- we're realistic. And as I said, this this hits very close to home, uh, not just for me. Uh, those of you, uh, the Piscopo fans, you all know Joe Sibelia. I mean, that's that's his that's his train station as well. And Sam Bolin, if he wants to take the train in, that's you know, he takes the bus to the R and that's that's where he goes. And that's. You know, so this is like this is where we live. Um, it seems like, well, by now, I'm sure many of you have seen the videos. I mean, looking at them and just imagining yourself. I mean, I was on the subway on whatever Thursday, Friday. I'm not. I'm not one of these guys. I mean, yes, I often drive into the city, but uh, yeah, Friday I was all over the place on the subway. I was, I was on four subways. Um, 
I, I often drive into the city, but if I know I'm really bouncing around, there's no better way to get around the city than the subway. And, you know, uh, the Brooklyn DA is a good friend of mine, Eric Gonzalez. I mean, we've been friends since I think he started in the office right after me, maybe 94, 95. Um, so that's, a, I mean, that's a small office. We've been friendly since then. Um, and, uh, you know, his words echo in my mind when the, when the subway crime started to uptick, whenever it was, 12, 24 months ago. And he said, Artie, calls me Artie, Artie, we lose the subways. We lose this city. And this morning, you know, the first thing my buddy Dave Spring texts me, he's a subway guy. He's like, no one's going to go on the train anymore. Well, if no one goes on the train anymore, you know, we're, we're in big trouble. I know we don't have enough police officers to put a cop on every car, like literally every car. I mean, every like long train. I mean, every car, there's a police officer. Um, but we need to you know, have a massive presence underground. Now, I will tell you, I do see a lot of police officers, but if I was going to speak to the police commissioner, uh, I would say I see a lot of them in clusters as opposed to them, like, spreading out. I see two or three together. I saw four, including an inspector, which is a high-ranking police officer, walking through the trains with, with a sergeant and then two patrolmen. So there's four people where those four people could be on the same exact train, but they could be in four different cars. And that presence, and that if you take out a gun, you're going to get killed. Um, or if you're seen with a gun, you're going to get arrested. It, it, we we just need, you know, I mean, I grew growing up, the, the rule was you rode the subway, you always stayed in the conductor's car. Now, what exactly that was going to do, I'm not sure. I mean, the conductors aren't armed. Uh, but I guess if there was an incident, a conductor would hear it or know about it, and they'd be able to call the police quickly. Don't, don't forget, there's all pre-cell phones and cell phones working underground, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so just going through crime, I mean... There was the um, 12-year-old kid last week eating food in, a, in, his, in the family car in Brooklyn. I mean, talk about how innocent. They're eating whatever, a, a Happy Meal from McDonald's or wherever they get their food from. And they're in the car. And the kid gets shot. 61-year-old Bronx woman last week gets shot. A 3-year-old in the daycare center gets shot. These are all people who have... These are all obviously law-abiding citizens. What does a three-year-old do? What does a 12-year-old do? The poor girl outside the high school gets shot, 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 shot. Yet, you know, and then the statistics came out for the first quarter of the year, which actually ends on April the 3rd. Homicides were down. So people dying from 2021 in the first quarter to 2022 are down. Obviously, that's a good thing. But shootings in New York are up. They're up from 260 for the first quarter in 2021 to 296 in the first quarter of 2022. And the police commissioner who had a press conference, her quote is, um, you know, this trend reflects continuing and completely unacceptable violence in our streets. And she goes on to say that the NYPD will use every resource and opportunity to, to secure this city. Now, here's a key point. But reversing years will not take weeks. And she's right, but it's not that years were so long ago. Do you know when the lowest, the lowest crime rates were? 
2018 and 2019. Gun violence hit historic lows in 2018 and 2019. Yes, so then, yes, it's been months that it's creeping up, but not a ton of months. Um, and if I'm going to you know, look at the glass half full, despite these rises in, in shootings um, and, and assaults, but the numbers are similar or below the levels of the late 2000s and the early 2010s. So, I don't know, are we allowed to say we've gotten spoiled a little bit? I hate to say that because we have, I mean, we've, we've lived in a very, very safe environment for a long time and we've been blessed. I mean, blessed because that wasn't what it was like in the seventies and the eighties growing up. No way. Even in in the nineties, no way. I mean, I used to, my girlfriend lived up in, when I was a kid, lived up all the way up at the end of the Bronx train station. Um, the Westchester Square train station. I live in Bay Ridge. If you look at the subway map, it's one end to the other. In the 80s, 85, 86, 87, I would be on that subway station late at night taking my literally my life in my own hands. My move was I would ride between cars hoping that no one would see me. And this way I'd be safe. I mean, I had nothing on me. I was broke. So even if they mugged me, they, I, I wasn't worried about them stealing anything from me. I, was, I had nothing. I, I had a token um, and maybe like $8.00. But I was afraid of getting beat up, killed, not really for no reason. And this, this, what happened today, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even want to comment on, on what, what happened today and why it happened. But we all need to be in this together. When I say we all need, I mean the clergy. The clergy has to be involved. Um all the leaders in different communities, community boards, school leaders, we're, we are New York. You know, I, I don't know if you're allowed to quote Andrew Cuomo anymore, but we have to be New York strong. And, you know, someone sent me a text. I don't know why we brought children into this horrible world. Well, you know what Justice Scalia told me when he was trying to tell me to have more and more kids? That we need to outnumber the good guys need to outnumber the bad guys. And we do. I mean, look, this number of 296 shootings in the first quarter of the year, yeah, that's, that's horrific. It's 8 million people. I mean, I can't do the statistics, but it's, you know, a, a very, very tiny fraction. But one is too many, right? Let's look at the glass half full. New York is still, I don't, I don't know if we could say we're the safest big city in the country, but we're pretty close. I mean, and we may still be. Chicago. I mean, we're talking about Florida, Florida, Florida. Go to go to South Beach right now. See how bad you how much you want to hang out there. I'm not not so sure that's where you want to be right now. Um, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, Philadelphia. Everyone, those places all have homeless issues. They all have homeless issues. They all have some degree of crime issues. So, you know. Back in the day, remember back in the day when the police commissioners got fired? Remember they used to get fired with, if New York wasn't safe? I think three months is not enough time to give Commissioner Sewell the opportunity to clean things up. But boy, is she being tested. Phil Banks, the deputy mayor for public safety, boy, is he being uh, tested. Houston is another, is another place where um, uh, 
crime is going up. Philadelphia saw 559 murders in 2021. That city has 1.5 million residents. So statistically speaking, it's in worse shape than we are. But we have to take the position that the mayor's taking, the police commissioner's taking, that there is no there is no acceptable standard. None. The technology that the city has now, there I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting a ticket every five minutes for going over twenty five miles an hour. There are cameras everywhere. It's easy to identify who these people are and bring them to justice. We just need to do it. We all have to band together and do it. When we come back, let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about the lieutenant governor. And let's find some happy topics to talk about on this Tuesday evening. Gambling can be fun for most people, but for others, it can quickly become a problem with devastating effects. They may be gambling away their health, their relationships, their happiness, and their family's future. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available 24 hours a day, seven days per week, by calling the confidential 800-GAMBLER helpline or find out more at 800gambler.org. This message sponsored by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money to brokerage firm, or even money to bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text free to 833-898-0500 and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text free to 833-898-0500. Text free to 833-898-0500. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. We have generally clear skies, 71 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, a U-Haul van believed to be connected to the subway shooter has been located in Brooklyn. Police discovered the van along Kings Highway and are waiting for bomb technicians to look inside the vehicle. 
And the manhunt is continuing for the subway shooter after officials found a host of material in the bag he left behind. New York City Council Speaker Adrian Adams has complete faith in the NYPD. NYPD's investigation is still ongoing, and um, I have every faith in the NYPD that this individual will be apprehended quickly. Authorities say they found additional smoke grenades along with fireworks, a couple of spare bottles of gasoline, and extra clips of ammunition along with a 9mm Glock. Cops believe the weapon jammed as the suspect opened fire, injuring 10 people. The NYPD say they also found a set of keys which are linked to a rental van. And New York's lieutenant governor is resigning following an alleged campaign finance scheme. In a statement, Governor Hochul says she accepts Brian Benjamin's resignation effective immediately. Earlier today, Benjamin pleaded not guilty to bribery and fraud-related charges. It's alleged Benjamin once used his influence as a state senator to help secure a state grant for a real estate developer who then contributed to the Democrats' failed New York City Comptroller campaign. Governor Hochul notes while the legal process plays out, it's clear to both that he cannot continue to serve as lieutenant governor. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, if you're going back to New Jersey at this hour, the Holland Tunnel still working about a 20 to 30 minute jam. Inbound 30 from 1 to 9, 15 from the Turnpike, 20 to 30 minutes outbound at the Lincoln Tunnel, about 10 to 15 inbound. And the George Washington Bridge, about 30 for the inbound upper level, 15 to 20 downstairs. Your forecast for tonight, mostly clear skies, overnight low 53. Cloudy skies tomorrow, high 64. Partly sunny Thursday, chance of showers and storms, high of 75. And sunshine for Friday, high 64. Then cooler over the weekend. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So before the the insanity, the tragedy took place this morning, that the first the big news that I thought we were speaking about uh, this evening was going to be about the lieutenant governor, Lieutenant Governor Brian A. Benjamin. Um, he was a state senator. And he was handpicked by uh, Governor Hochul when she was elevated from the position of lieutenant governor to governor when Andrew Cuomo stepped down. I mean, lieutenant governor is not exactly the most um, well-known office in the land. But um, David, well, Mario Cuomo was a lieutenant governor. Uh, Then he ran for election and won to be the governor after he lost to be the mayor. Um, Then... um, David Patterson was lieutenant governor. I don't think he was treated too nicely by uh, Elliot Spitzer. And when Elliot Spitzer resigned, David Patterson became the governor. And then uh, Miss Hochul, who I don't think she was treated too nicely by um, Governor Cuomo. When he resigned, she became the governor. So that's, the, I mean, the, the lieutenant governor, you know, you, you, you cut a lot of ribbons and you give out a lot of awards. And you know, look, he was, uh, Governor Hochul just spoke recently at the Police Athletic League luncheon uh, hosted by uh, John Katsimatidis, which I speak about all the time. I I think that, you know, I know Mr. Katsimatidis does wonderful things with radio stations and medias, and, and uh, obviously he's in the world of real estate. He's in the world of uh, gourmet uh, supermarkets, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a ton of stuff, but the police athletic thing is the thing that he does that I admire the most because he puts a lot of his personal time and effort and energy into securing these great guests and putting wonderful people in the room and raising money almost every month. Um, and the, the last big speaker was Governor Hochul and Lieutenant Governor Brent, Brian Benjamin was there. 
And I mean, you know, he got like a standing ovation and a hero's welcome and, you know, riding high and to have to go in and surrender at St. Andrew's place uh, to uh, the U.S. attorney's office and then go in to a courthouse and he's been indicted. So he's going to go and run a case of this magnitude in between in front of a district judge, which is higher than a magistrate judge. And, um, you know, you could, he's going to plead not guilty unless you've, I mean, look, I haven't lived it, but I watch it, right? I watch it all the time. I watched it with Anthony Weiner as a politician doing it. I watched it with, you know, whatever. There's a lot of people I watched it with and it's, it's hard to wrap your brain around being the person standing next to them. And, you know, Anthony is someone I known for a long time. And, you know, so it was a personal thing, but, but clients, um, you know, how, how does one thing go? How do you just fall from grace so quickly? But it, it, it happens now. You know, this seems a little bit more, if it's accurate, if it's accurate, a little more premeditated, than others who have fallen from grace. Um, basically, it's a five-count indictment. I'm going to do a little legalese here. Um, it's, it, uh, conspiracy is one of them. Uh, of orchestrating, he's conspiring with a, a Harlem real estate investor, orchestrating thousands of dollars uh, to go to this uh, investor, and in return, he was going to receive illegal campaign contributions so basically in his capacity i believe this is his, in his capacity as a state senator not as a lieutenant governor he was able to direct certain state funds thousands of dollars in state funds to this harlem real estate investor who's already been uh, arrested i'll give you his name in a second um and knowing what i know not about this case but he was arrested i believe in november yes in november they're going to put a lot of pressure on that guy to flip to they'll say, listen, if you cooperate with us, you know that you're facing 20 years right now or 40 years right now. Well, we will give you a cooperation agreement and what you will get for that cooperation agreement is when it comes, you'll have to plead guilty. There'll be a sentencing guideline like every other criminal defendant has, but if you cooperate with us, we're going to write what's called a 5K 1.1 letter, which is so in a, in a typical sentencing when uh, the defendant is not cooperating, there are three submissions to the judge, three written submissions, typically one from the prosecutor saying why this person should get this amount of jail time. One from the defense attorney saying why they should get a lot less or none at all. And then one from the Department of Probation, who's supposed to be the neutral party, kind of acting on behalf of the judge with a, with a neutral objective eye, uh, reciting the facts and where someone falls in the sentencing guidelines. And in the Southern District here, well, I think in both districts, they give a recommendation to the judge. In the Southern District, the defense attorney gets to see it. In the Eastern District, you don't know. So in the Southern District, before I go into the courtroom, I know what the Department of Probation, the quote-unquote neutral party, is suggesting to the judge. Not that the judge is obligated, but what the, the, they are suggesting the sentence should be. In the Eastern District, I don't know. It's bl I'm blind. This is a Southern District case. 
So eventually, if this case just played out typically, there would be a sentencing recommendation that the defense attorney would know. But here, what they probably did was they called in the um, the co-conspirator and said to him when he got arrested in November and said to him, look, you have are facing, you know, X amount of years in jail. And, you know, we're going to come at you with everything that we have to make sure you do all of that time in jail. But if you want to come in for a proffer, which means a discussion, it's the defendant and their lawyer is on one side of the table. And there's usually in a case of this magnitude where they're trying to take down the the lieutenant governor, there's usually um, at least four, if not six people from the government side. There's at least two assistant U.S. attorneys, and then there's at least three different law enforcement officers, some from the FBI, some from the Department of Treasury, some from the postal inspectors. They, you know, they, they, it's a very intimidating environment. And um, if there's anything, if there's a positive that come out of being bullied when you were a kid, as I was, as we all were in one form or another, you then walk into that room and you're like, okay, these three guys or these five guys with their pencils are not going to bully me. You know, I was hung outside, upside down out of a second-story window by my ankles. If I was let go, I was, I was dead. If not, I was quadriplegic. I was locked in a locker um, for some period of time. In, in, I guess it was high school or junior high school by the seniors. So when you, you know, when you go up against that kind of stuff and whatever, you, I, I don't, I don't get intimidated. And also, I have my father as a role model who never got intimidated. You know, he grew up. Uh, the Bureau Avenue, uh, I forget what the name of his little crew was there, but, you know, the Borges or something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, they're going to try to get this guy to come in. Well, they did. My, it's my guess. They got him to come in. He, they believed him during the proffer. They found him credible. What he told them cor- was corroborated by the physical evidence they had, by documentation that they had, by um, p- paperwork regarding money going from the state to this particular uh, this particular uh, uh, Harlem real estate investor, who, and then they have the paperwork showing that the money went from him to Mr. Benjamin's campaign. Uh, I, actually, I think it was his campaign when he ran for, I'm sorry, for New York City Comptroller. So Benjamin was the state senator, but this has to do with money he was raising, not for a state senate re-election, but for a New York City Comptroller uh, election, which is heavily regulated because they were matching funds. Your money and my money get matched eight to one. So you give someone a hundred bucks they walk away with 800 bucks or maybe 900 bucks. I believe they get eight times what you give them. So it is heavily, heavily regulated. It was heavily regulated in, in 1997 when I think it was when I ran, I think it was only matched two to one um, or maybe three to one, but it definitely wasn't eight to one that I could tell you. So the the scheme here is the, the Senator who's now the Lieutenant governor, the Senator uh, who's now running for city? So you have you have a running for all. There's three offices involved. He was running for for controller. Says to someone who is now his co-conspirator, "I will, in my capacity as a senator, get you these deals, these state funds for your buildings. But you got to get me a whole bunch of money." And they fa- they created fake people to give the money over, false people, people that didn't exist, straw straw contributors, and those monies get matched. Your money, my money. It comes out. It comes out of the taxpayers' money. Um, so they get this guy to flip. 
he now gets what's called a 5K one-liner. So down the road, after Benjamin's case is over, because he may have to testify at trial against Benjamin um, if he goes to trial, if Benjamin pleads after Benjamin's case is over, then the co-conspirator's case will be um, put forth. And um, besides the defense attorney and the, and the Department of Probation writing the letter, the prosecutor will write a letter, as they always do, except this time, as opposed to saying, this guy deserves X amount of time in jail and he's a bad guy, la, 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 la. They're going to write a letter saying, if it wasn't for him, we would have never had uh, be able to arrest the lieutenant governor. Um, so he gave us this benefit, that benefit, and the other benefit, and we think he's a good guy, and judge take that into consideration. They do not go as far as saying, don't give him any jail time, or only give him one year as opposed to ten years. They don't get into the specifics of a recommendation. The greatest example of this is, um... In the John Gotti case, Sammy the Bull Gravano, he testified that he killed 19 people and the government wrote a letter on his behalf saying we would never have gotten John Gotti without Sammy the Bull Gravano. And for killing 19 people, Sammy the Bull Gravano got sentenced to five years um, because he brought this person down. So I think the lieutenant governor will be resigning shortly and another sad day in American politics. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-27. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. This Easter holiday, see the movie based on the inspiring true story. Figured it out. I'm going to be a priest. For Halloween. A father stew. No one wants to hear the gospel from the mouth of a gangster. Academy Award nominee Mark Wahlberg. Maybe that's exactly what they need. And Academy Award winner Mel Gibson. Man don't lose when he gets knocked down, but when he won't get up. God ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. When the man comes around. Father Stu, exclusively in movie theaters tonight. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, join the flood of people switching to Pure Talk. The average family saves over $800 a year by switching. Get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Dirty exterior? Don't scrub it. Wet it and forget it. Wet and forget, the easy outdoor cleaner. Wet and forget works over time with Mother Nature to eliminate unsightly black and green stains on the exterior of your home with no scrubbing, power washing, or bleach. 
Use wet and forget on all your outdoor surfaces, including decks, siding, roofs, and patios. Wet and forget's available in a concentrate or extreme reach hose-in. Purchase wet and forget in store or online at Lowe's, Menards, Ace, or Walmart. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. song uh, for today. It's a rough day today in uh, New York City. Rough, rough night here at AM 970 The Answer. This is Arthur Idala, kind of trying to keep my chin up, but um, you know, as I head to Washington, D.C., where I, I know things aren't much better when it comes to crime, and but New York, as we spoke about it yesterday, it's the the center of the world, uh, at least for, for many of us, and uh, to have, you know, all these people hurt today and, and it looks like everyone's surviving. Um, it's just, it brings you down. And, you know, we, we don't, we didn't even address all of the uh, other, I don't want to use the word victims, but all the other people who were affected, you know, transit was just came to a grinding halt for hours this morning during rush hour. Um, one of the women who works with me, Alexa, she's normally on those trains right there. Um, luckily she didn't feel too well and texted me early this morning that she's hanging back and staying home. But, um, you know, as I said, this one hit home. What was interesting or pleasant to hear from the head of the MTA during that press conference early today was how the people, the, the citizens were all helping each other and the store owners were all coming down into the subway or people who were coming out of the subway. They were all offering their assistance. The MTA, uh, Representative, I believe he was the president who spoke at the news conference, said, you know, he was there for September 11th and he remembers how everyone was, one citizen was helping another citizen and he was saying that's the spirit of New York. And um, he saw the exact same thing this morning, uh, which obviously makes all of us happy. And and that's how I feel. And, you know, I'm not saying I'd be a hero, but I would for sure um, help people. Uh, if you look at the videos, you know, there are people on the platform who are clearly injured. There are other people who are clearly panicked. And you just see other non-first responders who are um, coming to their assistance. And, um, you know, that's that's wonderful. It's, I also know that the people took a lot of videos. And I, I'm always like, well, why are you taking the video? Why don't you just help someone instead of wasting your time taking the video? But, then, of course, we feel like those videos have value for us. Because you have to see exactly what was going on. I just wanted to mention uh, regarding Lieutenant Governor and his arrest. The uh, his co-conspirator's name is Gerald Migdol, M-I-G-D-O-L. He was the real estate investor who allegedly got money uh, directed his way, state funds, and then he set up a bunch of straw donations to uh, the Lieutenant Governor when he was running for City Comptroller at the press conference this morning. Um, 
first of all, Eric Adams got to be crawling out of his skin that he wasn't there and he's not hands-on and, you know, he's not just the mayor. He's a 22-year police veteran. I mean, this is what this guy lived. You know, I remember hearing him speak. I put on that vest for 22 years, meaning he wasn't talking about the badge, the vest, because he was the he was there during the bad times. Uh, you know, not that today wasn't a horrible time, but uh, it must be just killing him. I mean, everyone say, oh, he's managing it remotely. But if you looked at the press conference where Governor Hochul was, the, the first deputy mayor, Grillo, and... Um, Frank Carone, our friend here at AM 970 and the Idala Power Hour, were standing right uh, on either side of the governor during the press conference. And look, we showed it was a show of force. There has been all day long. Um, you know, it's not just the NYPD. It's not just the state police. It's not just Eric Gonzalez, the Brooklyn district attorney and his staff. But it's the FBI. It's the ATF. Uh, it's everyone coming together. Uh, of course, Hochul gave a, a big rah-rah speech. Yeah, she should. Um, I wonder if anyone's going to have any regrets about uh, the budget and what what was changed in bail reform and what wasn't. Doesn't appear like this is going to be a bail reform uh, type of situation. But um, you know, you want to say you're tough on crime. Well, actions speak louder than words. So let's let's see what actually happens. She's, you know, uh, the governor committed all of the resources of the state of New York to fighting crime. Not exactly sure what that means, but it's better than saying, uh, you know, let's see what happens and we're not going to do anything. Um, speaking of resources, and by the way, hats off to all the citizens who were affected and, and helped others, to all the first responders, the FDNY, I believe, were the first there, and then the NYPD and EMS, et cetera, the, the you know, Thank you for for taking on these jobs and being there to help. And obviously the people at the hospitals where they were brought to, I believe they were brought to my brother-in-law, Dr. Lawrence Haynes' hospital, Maimonides, Methodist, and Lutheran, all three, because where that train station is, it's kind of in the middle of all three of those stations, of those hospitals. Um, Before I heard about uh, this this early this morning, one of the the topics I just wanted to touch about was, was... the inflation numbers, you know, 8.5, a lot of that has to is driven up by um, gas uh, at the pumps, but um, it's the highest in 40 years inflation. So, you know, it's interesting because if you think of the bad old times of the late 70s and the 80s, right? I mean, 84, which is, I believe, was when crime, when, well, crime was real bad. We'll get to that in a second. But when the inflation rate was this high, uh, it, crime was horrible, horrible. It was the crack wars, and uh, it was organized crime, and it was it was really really bad. Um, let's hope that this inflation rate uh, is a is just a blip on the screen. I know that the president is talking about you know allowing us to use a certain kind of gasoline that is less expensive. Apparently, it causes more pollution, but it's less expensive. And it'll drive things down about a dime a gallon, which doesn't sound a lot, except when, you know, you have 20 gallons to put in and, you know, a dime and through the whole course of the summer, it adds up. It adds up to a couple of hundred bucks and a couple of hundred bucks here and there matters. Um, eggs, eggs, the price of eggs is going through the roof because the price of the feed, apparently to feed the chickens is going through the roof. Um, 
I'm not 100% sure why the corn feed, you know, it, it, the, the joke was like, you know, that, that was the cheapest food out there, uh, was what you fed chickens. They'd eat anything. But apparently, uh, listening to a report this morning, the farmers are paying so much more for the feed to feed the 8,000 chickens on one particular farm that lay the eggs, and that's getting passed on us. I will tell you, in the Idala household, we go through a lot of eggs between Luker and Arthur and Marianne, and I'll, uh, I'll do a tasty egg on the weekend. So, you know, uh, as we end Tuesday's show as a, a difficult show where I made a commitment when I started doing this to try to keep things upbeat and happy, um, a little rough today, a little rough with um, obviously with what happened in the subway uh, during rush hour in a hub of my neighborhood, you know, even it's a little out at Sunset Park, which is right next to Bay Ridge. Um, before that, they were talking about, a, you know, all the shootings and, and the victims that took place and the crackdown that Shumu was saying on the ghost guns. That was before we heard about this. You know, I start preparing this show basically the moment I open my eyes. I read all three newspapers, the first thing I do, and say, okay, this would be a good story. That would be a good story. Let's talk about this. Let's dig deeper on that. I always try to pick up something with the law to try to explain things to you. I don't know how good I was with the lieutenant governor, um, but the lieutenant governor's case, uh, I'm sorry, name is probably still going to be on the ballot, even if he resigns tomorrow, um, because he'd have to move out of the state, die, or run for another office. And I'm hoping he's not dying, and I don't think he's going to move anywhere, and I'm thinking he's running for anything. So his name will still be on the ballot. Um, during the primary, but I believe there are people who's, who are, who's circulated petitions to run against him. So it's, that's an unfinished symphony. I will tell you the governor was asked about that during her press conference. Uh, and she obviously said, oh, well, I'm thinking right now, I should I haven't spoken to him yet, but I'm thinking about the people who are in the hospital. I am sure, uh, one of our guests, Congressman Tom Swazi is licking his chops because he's going to say that this goes to Governor Hochul's judgment and who she surrounds her with, et cetera, et cetera. Today, folks, is International Be Kind to Lawyers Day. International Be Kind to Lawyers Day. So if you have a lawyer close by in this evening, give him a hug, give him a kiss. We're not all bad. Um, from a, a, a little bit of a, a saddened New York City uh, studio today, We'll see you tomorrow from Washington, D.C., and hopefully things will be better. Everyone will be kept in our prayers. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.